everyone. I'm Carrie Ann Salty and Bright. And today I have an esteemed guest with me. I have Reverend Alicia Pitts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Salty and Bright platform. Thank um, you. If, you, if you're not familiar with Alicia, she, Reverend Alicia Pitts, she's the founder of Pauline Ministries. She's the author of five books, and she'll tell us more about that as we go on. And she has ministered on the Kingdom Broadcast Ministry. And so we are very excited to have her and we would love for her to share her testimony with us, her story. I do believe that everybody has a story and it's a part of God's grand story and be blessed by what is shared today. So mm -hmm. Reverend Alicia, thank you again for mm -hmm. making yourself available for this conversation. I, I know that this is not the first time we've been on a platform together. We, right. we were on Instagram together once and it yes. was, it, I was blown away. I really enjoyed the teaching that day, but today we're going to really talk about you and, and your mm. walk and how you became a Christian or, or, or your story of redemption through Christ. So mm. tell us a little bit more about, you know, your childhood, how you grew up before you met Christ. Well, um, at the ages, um, I've experienced things as a child that children should have not experienced. Mm -hmm. um, at the ages of 7, 11, and 14, I was molested. Um, at the age of 14, I was held by gunpoint by one of my molesters. Um, during that time in my life, I dealt with uh, suicide ideation. I dealt with uh, low self-esteem. I knew my family loved me, but I was always trying to seek that outside acceptance. Yes. So um, now we, and, and then even at the age of 14, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more, I was dealing with same-sex attraction as well. Okay. Now, mind you, during that, that time, they were not talking about uh, LGBT commu communities, homosexuality, uh, uh, none of that. And... Uh, so around 18 or 19, let's just say curiosity killed the cat. Yes. yes. And so now I, I find myself caught up in, in a lifestyle that I really did not intend to be caught up in. Mm -hmm. And so now we fast forward, I would say about 20, at the age of 25, um, I started uh, dealing with Alicia, yes. right? Um coming to resolve where anybody that come into my life, they're either going to accept me for me or not. Um, loving Alicia for who Alicia was. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would say for about 10 years, I was off and on in the uh, homosexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I end up making a vow to the Lord. I was in a relationship with a woman and it wasn't that anything was going on per se, yeah. but I knew I was getting delivered every time I went back because it was like, what am I doing here? You know, and, and I was not getting any type of uh, satisfaction out of the relationship. And so I made a vow to the Lord and I said, Lord, if, if this don't pan out, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I haven't looked back ever since. And I've been delivered over 15 years. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, I'm a fourth generation preacher. So I like to tell people I was practically near born at the altar. Um, <laughs> I was a un very unique child. My mom will tell you, I loved going to church. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time um, I would cry if I couldn't go to church. Cause you know, when we had school night and then my mom was, and then my mom would break down. She'd be like, all right, you can go to church, but you better get up to go to, go to school in the morning, you know? And it was uh, uh, God, had this thing where he gave me favor with leaders. I remember at the age of 12 getting uh, real close with an e evangelist um, who was from Alabama, who had came to New Jersey, had relocated New Jersey. And it was almost kind of like at that age, I was wise beyond my years, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I loved being around older people. Yes. And so um, when I got about 14. Oh, yeah. And my first message that I preached was at the age of 12 was Jesus loves the little children. Aww. And um, 
So I just had that one message and and then nothing else. But I was always active in the church. I mean, I was on the the the, the choir. Um, I was doing devotional because it wasn't praise and worship then. Doing devotional service, um, and then what ends up happening? Um, I end up backsliding. But in the midst of this backsliding, I learned how to play the keys. Um, God um, gifted my brother very well that whatever he put his hand to, he could play it, whether it was the drums, keyboard. So my brother was teaching me a lot, but then I had them backslid. And then when I came into the church, um, they had this thing in this area where if they knew uh, you could play, you could just get on the organ and play in the, in the service and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I went through that phase and then, um, I got connected to a deliverance ministry. Okay. Now, uh, the church that I was at prior to was my grandfather's church. So I had been there and I knew that had I stayed there, I would have spiritually died because my spirit needed more. Yes. yes. And so, um, at this point in time, uh, in juncture, you know, here I am belonging to a family church, got the blessing of my grandfather, yeah. but then my mom and aunts was not in agreement with it. And so I was the type of child at that time. Um, if they said God said, I would just, okay, you said God said, go right along with it. But here in this phase of my life, I had to learn how to grow up spiritually and naturally at the same time, which was one of the hardest uh, uh, things at that point in my life to do because yeah. I had my family or my aunts and my mom saying, well, you better make sure you're not joining that church for no man or no woman. And I got offended because I'm like, you should know me better than that, that I, I'm not joining no church for that. Yeah. And I remember um, the church that I was at, um, we had all of these uh, quartet groups in our family. We have, we've done a lot of professional recordings of different things. So when we would have rehearsal or we would have an event, I'm, I was excited about getting back to the church and they had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And my brother, who was uh, more outspoken than I, he used to be upset because he would be like, why is you letting them talk to you like that? Yeah. But in my mind at that time, as a child, I felt as if I, if I were to tell them how I felt, I would be disrespecting them. Yes. And so, um, so they had a, a problem because I was in this, in this ministry that I was going to, um, had been there nine years of a deliverance ministry, which I needed coming out of what God had brought me out of. I needed that. And so, um, it was a good friend of mine. Um, I said, I just had this feeling that my family was going to tell the pastor about my past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, I said, I said, Ebony, you got to tell her. She was like, oh, what? She couldn't believe it. She was like, no, nah, Alicia, you lying. You know, because she had no idea. She had no idea. And so she finally told the pastor and she called me back. And I said, what she said? She said she got angry. She said, how dare them hold your past against you? Mm -hmm. Now, what my family don't know, some of some of my family members, they had was sending letters to the pastor, wow. uh, uh, sent a recording to the pastor. Mm -hmm. And so in this uh, phase of my life, I um, thank God for my friend Ebony and the pastor mm -hmm. because of I was, I'm going to say religious folks mentality. Yes. Um. I would withdraw from people because I didn't want, especially females, because I didn't want them to get the wrong ideal. And then, you know, then it's mulling over in their head like, well, what does she mean by that? You know, and all of that kind of carrying on. And so I told them, I said, well, y'all got to help me with this. Yeah. And 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 they had patience with me and they helped me through that process because I would get so close to a female and then I would just withdraw because I wanted to make sure my motives and everything was was lined up. And so now after going through all of that process, the Lord begins to deal with me. And he says, if I could do something with the Apostle Paul's ministry, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. surely I can do something with yours. Yes. And, and, and so God began to deal with me because the religious folk, God can deliver you from everything but homosexuality. Right. And so um, God began to give me this boldness 
where to be transparent. So it took the power out of people's hands where just like you and I connect, yes. nobody would be able to come to you and say, well, you know, she used to be gay, you know, or whatever, you know. And I remember some, I used to do these open forums and I used to do things on the radio and stuff. Yes. And I remember one of, one, one of the questions somebody asked me, they said, how did you become to be so transparent? And I said, it, it was it was the Lord's doing, you know, um, God was in the details of it all. And what I realized in that now, even more so now, there are people just like I, I was in, I wanted deliverance. Yeah. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. I wanted deliverance, but I was afraid of, of what people were going to say once they found out. So I wouldn't go to them because I was like, no, they're going to treat me funny and all of that. So I ended up going to a church service. Mind you, I'm claiming salvation at this time. I go to this church service, this lady who didn't know me. I did not know her. She gave me a prophetic word. Yeah. God allowed me to discern what the audience thought the word was. The audience thought I had a man and a man on the side, but I knew what the word meant. And I said to myself, I can't keep going to these church services and people uh, see what I'm in. I got to get myself together. And I believe God showed this woman to God because God knew in my heart I wanted deliverance, but I was afraid to go to anyone to, to say what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, God began to put women in ministry in my life in different phases uh, uh, that didn't treat me funny, uh, uh, worked with me till I, I came out, you know. And um, and so now now to speed it up, now I counsel people in that area. Mm-hmm. I, I counsel men, I counsel women. Um, and I believe the other part of my transparency is so people can know, look, I believe that God knew that once I deliver Alicia, Alicia going to be unapologetic and she's going to be unashamed about what I've done. Because what I realized is that uh, um, there are people uh, in the body of Christ that's been there, but they have disassociated themselves. They don't want people to know that they've been there. And so now what we have in the body of Christ, you got people struggling privately. Yes. And and they don't know how to come out. And I remember counseling this man. Um, my my story is featured on an ex-gay organization. Um, it's called uh Changed Movement. Okay. And so this man from London, he contacted me through email and uh he said to me, he said, and, and as many stories, I'm not the only person featured, men, women. Uh uh, and he said, I read many stories on that website. He said, but your story rang true to me. Yes, yes. And so I began to counsel him. So when I first talked to him, we were on the phone for three hours. And he said to me, he said, I don't know what it is. He said, I feel like I can talk to you. He said, I've told you things that I have not shared with anyone. And from that point on, God started sending all of these people. And I be, I, I also believe God started sending the people because he knew I was delivered and he knew I wouldn't be sleeping with the person that I'm counseling. <laughs> so um, it's been a ride and I'm, I'm going to pause because I don't know if you have anything that you want, want to say or ask. I, I do know that the enemy likes to hide in secrets yes. and uses these secrets as as a way to blackmail us oh yes. if you do this i'm gonna make yes. sure this gets out but god showed you in wisdom get out ahead of it yes if you confess yes your sins yes put it out there it can't yes. be against you it can't be a weapon against you if you if you put it out there and not that you're putting it out there in a way that you're boasting right absolutely no not. Yeah. You're not boasting in it. You're disarming the enemy. Yes. And so I'm hoping that as people hear this, that they know that, hey, if, if they've been struggling with whatever they've been struggling with, find somebody and 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 confess it, get it out. And yes. God will God will help them. God will deliver them. And yes. it's a lot of a lot of even I mean, even like AA meetings, you have to mm-hmm. you have to confess that you yes. are an alcoholic or or mm-hmm. drug addict or whatever you have to face it yes arm it and not keep it a secret yes so i'm happy that you were able to do that and i'm happy you're able to to assist other people going through that and being real 
is, I mean, God uses everything, right? God yeah. is going to use, nothing goes to waste. He, he turns it all around for our good. Yes. He's, he used it to, to help others who yes. are seeking deliverance and, and wanting to, to get out of that lifestyle. So I, I'm, I'm grateful that he had given you that wisdom and you took the grace Amen. <laughs> in it. Amen. Amen. And that was one thing. And just like you said, that, that I would always would say in times past, that was my innermost darkest secret, you know, because with me going through that, um, there was nobody I could lay eyes on in the church mm -hmm. that I knew that could even relate to where I was. Donnie McClurkin wasn't on the scene then, right? Yes. And so at some point in juncture, I, I finally uh, humble myself, make myself vulnerable enough to go to leaders that I'm sitting underneath of. And guess what? They couldn't help me. Yeah. And so I said, okay, God, um, we, it's between you and I. Now I done went to people. And, and the truth was, they didn't know how, how to help me. And here it is again. I, this is why I believe God allowed me to go through that process. Because he knew that, hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go after anything that, if it's nailed down or not. I'm, I'm gonna try to snatch it up, you know. And so, um, I, I thank God number one because I don't look like what I've been through. Yes. I thank God that, um, that I am approachable. Yes. Um, and so, um, I say it all the time. I, you know, I don't know why God chose me, you know. But I, I, he said, the scripture says he puts it in us to do of his good pleasure. I couldn't do what I'm doing unless he put it in me, you know, and, and, and it's one thing when he puts it in you, it's almost like how Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut. I can't see myself doing nothing else. Yes. You know, I can't see myself being in this world without him, yes. you know, having the peace that surpassed all understanding that even if something is going on in my life, I can, I can find refuge in him. Yes. You know, and, and that be a, 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 a testament of itself, you yes. know? And so um, whatever we go through in this life is not even about us. It's about who we're going to reach. Yes. You know, and I was looking at something and then I, I'll, I'll let you speak. Um, it was, it was a guy boy talking about how he had witnessed something like hell. He had went to hell or whatever. Yes. And he said, one of the things God brought up to him, it was a lady who had made some kind of Facebook post. This just like tripped me out when he said it. Yeah. She made this Facebook post and he said, God said, when he was explaining, he, he was like questioning God, what she here? He said that God said, she's not here because of what she posted. She's here because of the, the the thousands of people that got deterred by the post. <laughs> I said, a lot of people need to hear that message right there. I mean, because that was powerful. Like, wow, it ain't because what that she posted. It was because of the people that she affected by the post. Yeah. And so um, it's just important, as the scripture says, you know, in order to win souls, we must be wise in what we're doing. And if we're sensitive to the spirit, God will lead you, right? He, he will lead you on how to deal with people because everybody can't be dealt with the same way. That is right. That is right. Yeah. Yes. So we've caught up to where you decided, you know what? I need deliverance. I'm going to chase after it, seek it. God in his grace and yeah. mercy delivered you and now you're able to to help others tell us about what you're doing now like all your different ministries your books tell us about that well um my hands is in a whole lot of pots and I always like to say this <laughs> many gifts much responsibility because people be like well what what is it that you don't do you know <laughs> and, and and it's almost like God has given me this unexpected creativity because the truth of the matter is, if I sat down and tried to conjure up in my mind to do all, half the, a lot of the stuff I've done, there's no way. Yeah. It's him, you know. And um, nine times out of ten, if God speaks something to me, I'm going to be obedient. My my responsibility is to obey him and lead the results up to him. Yes. And 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 that's pretty much you know how I operate. Um, my nine to five job. 
Um, I work for social services in the Medicaid unit dealing with um, health insurance. Yes. I'm currently in what they call the age blind disabled department um, where we are dealing with people age 65 and older, uh, people who are in nursing homes and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I process those applications. So um, here it is dealing with community, right? Yeah. Um, I am a police chaplain. I am the first Afro-American female police chaplain in the town where I'm currently living at. Um, I was... Um, we got more chaplains now, but I'm the only female black chaplain there. Um, and God has, uh, opened, and that's a testimony in itself, but uh, uh, God has opened up um, the door there and they highly uh, respect me. I do, um, I do police briefings where I go to their police briefings. I do ride alongs. Um, we do things in the community. So we, um, even dealing with the kids, football teams and stuff like that, we may go to the games and they may ask us to pray and, uh, different things of that nature. Um, I'm also a mentor. I do, uh, mentor women. Um, and it's, um, as young as 20, as old as 60 something. Yeah. And, uh, and the truth of the matter is a lot of the people that I'm mentoring, was like me before I got to where I am right now. Yes. Um, when you have uh, 40, 50 year old people still don't know who they are. Um, uh, low self-esteem, just different things of that nature, dealing with childhood issues, childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, and so I find myself ministering um, mostly to women um, in, in these different areas. And it's funny because I've had quite a few reach out to me who did not know me. Yeah. And they said, I don't know. Uh, it was one of the women who was a 60 year old lady. She said, I don't know how I saw your post. I mean, I saw your picture and I just felt as though I could talk to you. Wow. It's craziness, you know? Okay. And, and, and so um, I love helping people. Yeah. My passion is to uh, bring people to a place of wholeness. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer Many times we are trying to be heroes to other people and we ourselves need to be saved. <laughs> Jesus told Peter, right? He said, when thou art converted, yeah. then you go and strengthen your brother. But until you, you get yourself together, you can't even go help anyone else. And I think that's a lot of what was going on too, is people, uh, uh, um, you know, it's like the old adage where they say hurt people, hurt people and just different things of that nature. You have to work on you so you can position yourself in a place to be able to help someone else. Because it's just like if you go out there trying to help somebody that's drowning, they may end up drowning you. Right. Because they're so scared. And, you know, and all, so you so you had to be very, very careful. And uh, one thing God gave me, he said, everybody's not your assignment. That's that's Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, because people will drain you, uh, 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 will drain you dry. I, I'll give this quick testimony. There was a lady, this was before I even became pastor. I was evangelist at this time. Okay. And here it is. She contacted me. I didn't know her. Didn't She didn't know me. And at that time they had those Yahoo groups. Yes. And it was a ministry group that I was a part of and she contacted me and everything. And she began to share with me where she was having this, uh, 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 relationship with her father that was not right yeah and so the lord began to deal with me concerning her mm -hmm. and so the next time i talked to her i said if you haven't done what i told you to do initially don't waste my time mm -hmm. or your time either yeah. but what god revealed to me was was that she really was not trying to look for a solution mm -hmm. what she would do is go to whoever would listen and once every, whoever, I guess once God revealed to them or they called on, then she would go to the next one who would hear. So mm -hmm. she was never trying to, because what people don't realize with deliverance, the work is more than going, I can advise you as a counselor all day long, but if you don't apply or do what I told you to do, then you're, you're going to be in the same place that you were in. Yeah. And, um, and, and a lot of that is dealing, being honest with yourself. Um, and so, um, and so I tell people right off the gate, like, don't waste my time because the work won't be on you. Yeah. You know? So don't waste my time or your time. If you ain't, ain't ready, you come to me when, when you're ready, you know? 
And um, and so um, so God has my hands in that. And then, of course, the preaching ministry. Um, I'm a, I have my own TV show. It's called Endeavoring for the Kingdom, um, which airs um, every fourth Sunday out of Atlanta, out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, of course, I'm an author and um, I'm actually getting ready to go back um, to do some book tours on the Army base. Um, God dropped in my spirit. You need to take these books to the Army base. So I'll be starting that back in April. Um, I'm a musician, singer, many gifts. <laughs> Much instruments and strap them up and let you sing and play. <laughs> let me tell you, they, it's a thing that they say, and they call me the one woman band because I <laughs> I can play and sing at the same time. Um, I play the key. I play the uh, piano. I also play the drums. But my love is is for uh, the piano, and I, I do thank God for my former pastor. I remember when I first was was um, starting to play, but before I even started to play, um, at that time I was doing praise and worship, and and she said to me, she said, "I know you want to play that keyboard, but God is trying to perfect your praise and worship." Didn't understand it then. I cried like a baby because I wanted to be on them keys. Then some time went on. We're talking about years later. She started telling me to bring the keyboard to the church. Okay. Started bringing the church, the keyboard to the church, accompanying her son. And some more years went by. And this one particular service, her son got off the keyboard and I was playing, I was playing by myself. And the same friend that I, Ebony, she said, you should have seen pastor's face. She couldn't believe that was you on the keyboard. And then I would get it a lot from other people because they was like, you know, Leisha, I ain't trying to be funny, but I didn't know you could play like that. And I said, well, because sometimes the individual will try to overplay me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I would explain to people true um, musicianship. When you have different people, it's supposed to blend together where it's not one person stand, standing out, you know. Now, if somebody just simply drowning you out, what, what are you going to what are you going to do with that? There's nothing that you can do with that. And um, and so I thank God for her saying that because it flows into everything that I do, whether I preach, whether I sing, whether I, I, I play. Um, it, it, it makes a difference when, especially when we're talking about musicians, musicians and all of that, that they be in tune with the spirit. Because if you're in tune with the spirit, then you can be because you don't know how many times I've heard preachers say, oh, you you flow very well. Yeah, because I have a relationship with God and I'm not on here doing playing secular music while you trying to preach. And I mean, I had one guy. Uh, uh, I had to tell him to stop playing because it was it was he was it was simply distraction. Yeah. I don't have a problem without, I can preach without music. You can, ha you have some people, they don't know how to preach without music and all that. I don't, I don't need it. I, you know, and so, um, God has, I will say it like this. God has equipped me very well that I can go in into any arena of the diversity. I've, I've worked with Hispanic churches, mm -hmm. of course, with me being at the police station this is mostly Caucasians there. So God has equipped me uh, uh, very well that just like Jesus, right? He could, he could, he could go into any, any arena and that's really how it should be. Um, and I will say my chaplaincy training, it helped me to be balanced where I'm not in the, in, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm saying this facetiously, but I'm not in, in the, the police station spitting on people, speaking in tongues and doing all this old kind of crazy stuff yeah. because you, you you have to be wise. Now, when I go in there, they'll give me space. Chaplain Pitts, um, you got anything you want to say? And I give them a short word for the day yeah. and I pray with them before they hit the streets. Yeah, sure. I give you a prime uh, uh, testimony. Uh, there was a, a couple of officers there. One was having a, a male problem. Another per officer was having a back problem. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to pray. And I had this little vial of oil on me. And I explained to them, I said, now, this ain't nothing spooky or anything. This is <laughs> the point of contact. And um, I asked anybody else. I said to anybody else, you, you want to get you, um, I, I'll anoint you if you want to. If not, we good. Mm -hmm. So I, I ended up praying for them. Now I hadn't I hadn't been at the station for a while, but one of the chaplains who's a pastor, he messaged me and he said, I heard what you did at the um, police station 
and um, it, it was very good of you. And the officer said that his back, he had no more problems, right? So I go back. When I go back, one of the young officers said, you got any more of that oil? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to tell him, the power ain't in the oil. It's, it's, it's the faith, you know. And But just things like that. And so they they respect me. I'm like their little sister, you know. And when I'm not there, they're like, you ain't, where you been? You know, and, and but that's, it's relational. That's what I want to say. Cut to the chase. Jesus was relational. Yes. And that's how he was able to impact people's lives. And especially now, yeah. you have to be relational because we have a generation that don't know God. We have a generation that's that hasn't seen miracles, that haven't seen the, the move uh, uh, in of God in church like we have growing up, you know. And so it has to be relational. And when it's relational, when you build trust, that opens up the door for you to minister to people because I'm more prone to receive what you have to say when I have a relationship with you yeah. in regards to not having a relationship with you. Yeah. And so um, I'm doing what Jesus did. Yes. Yeah. Relationships. It, he definitely gave us a really good example of how we are to do life and how, cause he, he always says, I do what I see my father do. Yes. So yes. He, the same thing, God built relationship with Abraham, with yes. Isaac, with, yes. Jacob, with Moses, he yes. built relationships with them. And then he sent. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and Jesus did the same. He, he made sure he got his disciples and he was teaching them and he was yes. in relationship with them before he sent them out. Um, but God is just so wonderful. He's just yes, he awesome. Is. And and I'm just so grateful for your story. God has yes, orchestrated this in such a way that now I have the opportunity to, to speak to you and yes. and um, have you as somebody that I can call. And now I know you mentor ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I might be calling you out, but you know, God, God is it's just so wonderful. And he, he really has a heart for people. He has a heart for us. I know a lot of people like to either they see God as he loves everybody. He okays everything mm -hmm. or he hates everybody. He's angry and he just right. for everybody. It's like one of the two of the two polar opposites, but that's not who God really is. God's right. God, God's essence or, or God is love. Yes. And also, he shows a lot of mercy and his mercy yes. endure forever. forever. Yes. You know, when when we for those who might think that God is just here to punish, think of it when you have your child and you see your child running out into the street. That's right. Say, hey, little Johnny. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're no, going to no. be yelling. We'll be snatching. Because we love this yes. person, we want them to stay out of harm. And yes. sometimes we misinterpret that into God is just angry all the time, which that's not no, not at all, not at all. And even just dealing with John three sixteen, He gave His only Son so we could live. Yes, you know, just just looking just looking at His love, and then when you really be honest, uh, He's been more than gracious to us. Because some of us shouldn't be living right now. Some of us should be stricken with disease. Some of us should be in prisons. And so when you start looking looking at that, like you said, he has extended uh, uh, his grace and his mercy towards us. And, and the truth of the matter is he has gone to the extents of the, uh, of the earth, right? Yes. To try to win us back to himself. Yes. But even God, God get tired too, right? There, there's a point, and, but this is the point. You don't know when he's gonna draw the line on you. Yes. So why take why take that chance? This is why I tell people you 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 have to be very careful what he's saying concerning you, right? Yes. Because his, his his words won't return back to him void, but they will accomplish wherewith he's sinning. The yes. thing is, I, I, I say this all the time. If Moses would have thought him hitting that rock instead of speaking to it would have caused him to miss the promised land. I guarantee you he would have thought twice before he did it. Yes. Now, going back to what you just said, most people will read that story and say God is harsh because we don't see nowhere in scripture where he's been, dis been disobedient before. Mm -hmm. But just because it wasn't written doesn't mean that it was not so. Yeah. 
right? And and so um, that's what we have to look at. Yes. And, and a lot of times you will know when your time is almost about running out because you you literally come to a, a crossroad where you know even within yourself there's a decision that has to be made and god forbid if you make the wrong one then he he he, he tells you death and destruction is at the end of that thing yes. and um i remember my mom them they used to say look i don't want to come to god and I ain't got no teeth in my mouth and i got one arm and because what what how is that glorifying god you know, um, and you will see people where they've been, they, they stayed too long in the world. And even though they've given their lives over to the Lord, you can see it, that, that there's a mark on them that you can see that they, they've been out there too long, yeah. you know? And so, um, I, I want to live. That's number one. And I want to live so God can use me right while I got my, uh, my health and my strength uh, in my in my right mind because when you get older <laughs> you know life happens to us all yeah. so you know he he, he said he, he chose the he chose the the wise because they know the way he chose the young white right? because you know they they could they can keep going and going and going yeah. and so we we have to be very um mindful uh yes God is gracious yes he's merciful but God gets tired too, because one thing about it, uh, uh, when 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 your number is called, He's giving you ample ample time to yeah. to get it right. You know what I mean? And I and I just thank God. I remember me and my brother, we wanted to to live saved so bad, right? We wanted to know uh, um, that when we died, we went to heaven. Yes. So my aunt, uh, we heard our aunt praying this prayer. Yes. And the prayer was, God, before I go back out there in the world for you to take my life. And I mean, we praying this, right? Yeah. And my mom stopped. My mom stopped us. What is y'all doing? Well, we heard <laughs> Aunt Lydia praying this, but God knew our heart that we really wanted to be saved. Yeah. But can I tell you, uh, my sister, that thank God God did not honor that prayer because I would have been dead a few <laughs> times over. Do you understand? He, so thank God he winks at our ignorance. Yes. The thing that he doesn't wink at is the stuff that we know better, right? To yes. him that knows to do good and don't do it will be beat with many stripes. Yes. See, that's the thing. When you know, we say it, you know better, you, you do better. Oh, really? Well, what's the, what's, where's the application? Because that's what's missing, right? <laughs> and so God is not going to chastise, and I'll put this in the natural we don't chastise a three-year-old like we're going to chastise a 15-year-old. Yes. Why? Because of the knowledge, yeah. right? That each, each one has. And it's the same God is God. And that's why I love about God is relationship. Yeah. He takes everybody's situation is different. He take into account what you know, and he take into account what you don't know. Yeah. And, it, and, and it would make him an unfair and an unjust God to tell you to do something that you cannot do. Yes. But yeah. if he tells us to do something, he's commanded us to do something, it's because he's equipped us and that we are more than capable of doing it. Yes. So that we are without excuse in the day of judgment. Yes. Yes. And even as you mentioned the day of judgment, even with him coming back and him tarrying just so as many people that can yes. make it in. Yes. You know, from in the 80s, we're expecting Jesus to be coming back. Yes. I yes. mean, from the day he left, the countdown yes. started. They, his disciples were waiting for him to come back. Yes. <laughs> so we had yes. so many thousands of years later. Yes. But he's tarrying because he's giving us this extra time. Yes. So that we can get to know him. We can make up our minds and we can live for him. Mm -hmm. and, and it is very important for us to do that. A lot of people may not be aware of the consequences uh, when we, he gives us free will. Right. So no, look, you absolutely can choose whatever you want to do. Yes. You can choose this lifestyle that will lead you here mm -hmm. or you can choose me that leads you here. The, the choice yes. is yours. But yes. you know, just, just as, as the children of Israel, they were told to choose life. Yes. Choose life choose life not just life but a life with god so right. if you're listening to this 
the uh, pastor of uh, Reverend Alicia's story and, and you don't know Christ, you don't have a relationship with him. We strongly encourage that you, that you ask Jesus into your heart. Yes. If you can have a relationship with our Abba father, um, yes. sin separated us from God back in the garden of Eden. And, and we now have the opportunity through Christ yes. called his son. He will adopt yes. us back into the family and then we will enjoy the benefits or the inheritance of a child. Of yes. So yes. definitely, if you don't know who Jesus is, get to know him. That is really important. Yes. Telling these stories to show that God can turn your life around. No matter where you are, yes, you, can, you can pump the brakes. You yes. can seek him and you can live for him. Yes. Yeah. Because one thing about it, you you can't you can't even do like how Adam and Eve did. Right. Use somebody else for a scapegoat. Well, the serpent beguiled me. The woman you gave me. You can't you can't do that. You can't say, well, my spouse, you going. The Bible says we we're going to have to give an account for every idle word and deed. Yeah. So everything everything is being re literally recorded, you okay. know. And, and, and so why not come over and like you said, and just choose life, yes. right? Jesus said, you know, uh, 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 I, I want you to have life and that more abundantly and look, and you can experience it now. you ain't got to wait to heaven to get there. Yes. You yes. know, you can experience it right now. I, I, I preached a message before um, called the walking dead. <laughs> You're literally walking dead when you don't accept Christ into your life. All the other stuff is is, is so superficial. It's, it's, it's very superficial. But I tell you again, I would not be without him in this world right now. I would not. This definitely, the to walk with Christ is to have life. Not yeah. just that. It's hard for me to fathom how you go through anxiety, how you go through depression, how you go through suicidal ideation mm -hmm. without Christ, how you go through getting a report of a terminal disease. I mean, how do you right. face all that without Christ, without an anchor, without somebody to lean on? How do you face that? It's 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 hard because again, you know, I mentioned earlier, when you grew up in church, you 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 hear about Jesus, even if you haven't had a relationship, you've heard mm -hmm. about him. Yes. But for those who never heard about him or decided that they didn't want anything to do with him. It's hard to come up on these really difficult life situations yes. without. Yes. Um, so and it's benefits to it. Yes. When you come into the kingdom, it's it's some benefits. Like you can, like Lord, you said. Yes. It's certain benefits that 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 come come with um, being in in the family of God, and so you need them benefits. <laughs> you know, in the natural, we want our benefits. We want to make sure when we get old, brassy and gray, that we got some good health insurance, you know, and all these, uh, the, the 401k plan, you know, all of that. Well, look at it like that and switch it over, <laughs> switch it over into the spiritual realm. There's some benefits that come with being a child of, child of God. Yes, yes, absolutely. And we want you to get all the benefits. Yes. You'd have missed out on any of the benefits. Yes. And God is faithful. Once you once you cry out to him, you will find yes. him. You yes. seek him with all your heart, you will find him. Yes, absolutely. And, and yeah, we've I've seen stories of people who are like, God, if you're real, I need I need you to, to show up. And he shows up because yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and he wants you to try. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wants you to call on him. Yeah. Well, Reverend Alicia, before we go, I would like you to tell us where we can access your books, okay. um, your website, if you could give us that information, um, your, you know, how to find you on social media for those mm -hmm. listening and that would, may want to contact you and reach out to, so you can help them with any particular issues that they may have. If okay. you'd be to share that with us, that would be great. Um, well, I thank you. So, um, my website is aliciapitts.com and it's right as you see it on the screen, A-L-E-E-C-H-E-A-P 
P-I-T-T-S.com. And as I always like to say, as far as I know, I'm the only one with that spelling of that <laughs> my name. Um, and you can pull my name up through my first name. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I am on uh, Facebook. I am on um, TikTok as well. Um, my books can be found not only on my website, but also um, through Amazon. But if you want an um, autographed copy, then you purchase it through my, my website. Um, one of the books is called Memoirs of a Pastor. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm only human. And um, that is this book here. Yes. Um, and the way God told um, the way the way God told me to write this is this was like memoirs of a pastor, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not perfect. I'm only human. He said, I want you to start off with the bad. Mm -hmm. Those are things in your life that you could not control. Then I want you to go to the ugly. Those are the decisions and choices you made in your life. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to end it with the good. That is where you are right now. So that's the memoirs of a pastor. Uh, the second uh, book, which is in all of these have, um, um, different snippets of my story um, in the book. This, the next book is called Homosexuality is in Heterosexuals Relax. Most people get thrown off by the title, but the way God gave it to me was back in the day, they used to have a saying uh, that said, is the doctor is in. So this the title simply means homosexuality is here and we have to deal with it. So this is a book that will educate you on how to be loving and supportive of those in the community. Um, teaching you how to speak the truth in love. You can hold on to your convictions, right? Speak the truth in love. And then those that are in, in that community looking for a way out, this gives you the process of deliverance on how to come out. And this is what this book looks like. Okay. Okay. And um, the, the next book that I have, it's called um, Let It Go For Your Sake, Forget. There's Another Way to Live, Keep Going Back to Love. This book is actually a workbook. So they, there is critical thinking exercises in there. There is a self-reflection exercises in there. And again, I share uh, different uh, snippets of, of my story in here, um, dealing with betrayal um, in the church and just different things of that nature. Um, you can go on Amazon. You will see people doing different reviews. I've had people who have went through this book and anytime they get triggered by something, they put the, pick the book back up. Um, all of my books are written in uh, large print. So you ain't got to worry about squinting and just different things of that nature. And this is what this book looks like. Okay. Okay. And this book, you can write in it and everything. Um, uh, one of the, the two other books that I've written, I've kind of taken them off print because um, I want to uh, revamp them, but just just for uh, informational purposes, I had wrote a book called The Whole Armor of God, dealing with uh, Ephesians chapter six, and then I did a book called The Stronghold of Homosexuality. Mm -hmm. So that had all the scriptures and everything in it. This is this is the book, um, The Stronghold of Homosexuality, what it looked like. Mm -hmm. um, but with the homosexuality is in, God said, I want, this is a, a book about bridging the gap, about having a conversation to, um, to understand, right? Listening, listening to understand instead of listening to respond. Yes. And, um, and so um, when you go to my website, there is a free takeaway. Um, there is an ebook that you can get that um, is learning how to apologize which is the flip side of <laughs> of forgiveness, right? We don't like to say we sorry. And so there's an ebook, it's a free giveaway, a free takeaway. So if you go to the website, you'll be able to uh, to get that ebook as well. Um, I think that that's pretty much it. Oh, every Thursday on Facebook, mm -hmm. if you get connected to me on Facebook, I do um, my podcast, which is called AP Live Live Inspired. Um, I'm a firm believer when we learn about the scriptures, we learn more about ourselves. And so I get on there and um, I, I teach. Um, there is no, no time limit on when I teach, um, but you can connect with me on Thursdays, um, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We, we get on and, and, and we get off. And again, um, my uh, TV program, Endeavoring for the Kingdom, it's aired every fourth Sunday at 12 noon Eastern time um, on channel 57. If you are located in Atlanta or you can um, 
watch it live on WATC2TOO.TV. And just say if that's not your time, because you may be in church, it is premiered um, on YouTube live that night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if you if you join me on YouTube, then we can interact. Um, there's a live chat that we do and everything, and we can in, you can interact as it, as it's being premiered on my YouTube channel. And uh, again, you can find me by my name on the YouTube channel. All right. Yes. Thank you so very much for your time, Reverend Alicia. This was oh, thank you for having me. You need to do this again. <laughs> oh yes, yes indeed. <laughs> when you're in Atlanta, please let me know. We oh, I'm definitely I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going to hit you up. I got your number, so it ain't like I ain't got your number. So we definitely going to get that. <laughs> well, thank you so very much, and you enjoy the rest of your evening. And for those joining us online, take the time think about what was said. Um, seriously consider having a relationship with Jesus. He is the way to our Abba Father. He's the way to God. He's the way to life. Yes. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. So trust yeah. God today. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, friends. Blessings. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. So trust yeah. God today. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, friends. Blessings. Blessings.